Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is. Thank you so much for being here and joining us on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast, where we love to talk about Jesus, apologetics, and life. Um, my name is Alex, and with me is Trey. Good morning, Trey. Hello, hello, peoples. What's going on, Alex? Uh, not a whole lot, not a whole lot. Excited to be here again today and be able to, to have another another conversation with you and just digging into God's word, but, uh, had a really good Easter last week. How about you guys? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, as we said last week, my favorite holiday, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, the reason we're sitting here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and it's one of those, um, yeah, it's just that anticipation or something. There's something special about, you know, Easter Sunday versus other Sundays. Obviously, we get to celebrate, you know, uh, the resurrection of Jesus 365 days a year, right? There's nothing nothing stopping us from, from celebrating every other day, but there's something about that anticipation to Easter yep. and, uh, and getting to celebrate that. I always enjoy the the feeling of, of the worship service that morning and just people coming in, um, and then usually you you know you get those who uh who come only on like Christmas and Easter for their services and so you you get more people usually coming in for those services it's yep. just really exciting um really fun time to worship and celebrate together yeah it's it was a really good Sunday great weather last week too so that was nice <clears throat> yep yep it's uh, starting to get into the 80s now, you know, around mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I got yeah, my, my I got my ball head burnt yesterday at Joshua's ball game. Oh yeah, oh, I mean, man. you know, you, you I got a hat on, but I don't want I don't want hat head. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, because if have you ever seen the golfers take off their hat and sunglasses? Uh-huh. Like on TV, yeah. man. I mean, they are, they look weird. And. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to look like that, so I kind of have to get burnt a little bit and then put my hat on. I tried to find some shade. It mm-hmm. was pretty warm, you know. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was toasty yesterday. Our uh, our niece had a had a dance performance at Spring Fling, so we were outside um, for a little while when we were there, and then we were at a birthday party before that. It was outside, and yeah, it was a little toasty. I was looking for the shade most of the time. It wasn't too bad in the shade though, and then a breeze would come through every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, really excited. If you joined us last week, um, we started this series where we're kind of unpacking and looking at some of the things that Jesus uh, said. It's recorded in Scripture. Some of the conversations he had with with people, and just really unpacking what you know what they mean, because some of them kind of make you make you scratch your head or you know make you ask like wait what what's what's he talking about here hold on Uh, i'm a little confused yes it it was really fun doing that last week with the uh you know more focused around easter and uh and the resurrection itself that was that was really fun and so we've got more of those today to unpack uh, and I'm, i'm looking forward to digging into these and honestly learning some stuff myself most likely so um if you're following with us, we'd you know love to to have you open up your Bible or open up your your uh, app on your phone or tablet and 
and keep up with us as well. We'll be in uh, John chapter 3 to begin with, and then uh, John chapter 8, and possibly wrapping up in Luke 23, depending on time. We'll see if we get there or not today. But uh, but yeah, really looking forward to digging in and diving into these. Trey, you got anything to, uh, to set us up with today, or are you ready to just dive in? Oh, yeah, man. I'm a uh... I'm I'm not even going to put my toe in the water. I'm just going to jump off the diving board, man. There you go. That's what I feel like I'm doing some days. It's just jumping in cannonball style, you know? Yep. So, with this one, with this one, uh, give me the verses again, Trey. I know we're in chapter three. It's one through. Starting off with the first verse, you know, going going probably through 21. All right. Awesome. So, yeah. So if you're following with us, we'll be in John chapter three. Uh, We'll start at verse one and we'll pick up from there. So John chapter three, verse one says, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Now, already right here, um, we're about to see this is one of those questions that Nicodemus is like, wait, what? What what are you talking about? Because his response in verse four is how can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Which is valid. Great, great point. Very, <laughs> very, yeah, I mean, very obvious statement by Nicodemus there. Um, then in verse five, Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. Now, this is the one that has always like made me say what is in verse eight. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. Yep. So what what's what's Greek for spirit? It's it's pneuma, which is wind, breath. Mm-hmm. It's you know breath, <sighs> like the, the the way you would say God's name in the Old Testament is, and in, in, in it's almost like you're breathing Yahweh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So you know he's he's saying that <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Uh, you, you don't know where it, you don't know what's going on with the Holy Spirit. I mean, he the, the guy on the corner that you pass by coming out of uh, getting you some wings and he's he's sitting on the corner and he's you've seen him a lot. And he's, mm-hmm. he's always messed up and he's always talking out of his mind and you kind of walk on the other side of the road to get around him. Next thing you know, you're like, where is this guy? And then you see him on the street corner talking about Jesus. I mean, what? I mean, the wind blows where it blows. You, you never know what's going to happen with somebody, with, with God. Yeah. 
you know. But mm. the 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 phrase "born again," um, very interesting. What what what's interesting? There's two wow moments here. Nicodemus it has the gumption, even at night. You know, it's just assumed by many pastors, many teachers, that Nicodemus came to Jesus at night because he was less seen by people doing that. Right. You know, it wasn't out in the open, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it does it, it, it may imply that, but it doesn't say that. So he does come to him at night and he says, look, I, I need, I need some inside info, but Jesus, I mean, we've been talking amongst ourselves and we know that the, the things that you're doing, you can't do these on your own, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, tell, tell me about this. What's what's going on? And Jesus says, hey, man, unless you're born again, you won't even see the kingdom of God. What? Like that is not what Nicodemus was expecting to come out of Jesus's mouth, period. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, you, and of course, if I'm writing this, if this is made up and I'm writing this, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not writing that Jesus says this. I mean, there's no way that I would think of that. Mm-hmm. So born again, um, basically, it, it's the Greek is <clears throat> born from above, like born from heaven. Like, yep. And Jesus explains that, it explains this a lo- uh, in, in pretty good detail in a few more verses. But he, you, you have you and the, the source there, <clears throat> excuse me, the source there is your is, is your, your biological father and your biological mother. That's the source. In other words, you, that's you being born of water. All right. But Jesus said, if you're going to see the kingdom of heaven, you need a brand new origin. You need a brand new beginning. Like the, what the Holy Spirit's going to turn you into is someone who is born of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So basically that's why the translations say born again, because you're, you're, you're born from above. You, you, you were born on this earth. That's one. And then you were born from above. That's two. And Nicodemus, like how, and what are you talking about? Like, surely, surely you're not saying, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, yep. Jesus goes, look, I mean, he tells him a little bit later, Look, you're you're a teacher of Israel, and you don't know what I'm talking about. Why are you so surprised me saying you need to be born again? Wow. Yeah, yeah, and you know um, what Nicodemus is doing here <clears throat> to even initiate this conversation with Jesus is something that a lot of people are either afraid to do or too prideful to do, right? And that is go ask questions. Because just like you said, you know, Nicodemus and the other other Pharisees, the other religious in the community are like, okay, what is going on here? This Jesus guy is doing something that is just totally different than what we've seen before. Like there is something different about him. There's something special about him and so nicodemus is going and 
you know, to, to ask these questions, right? Because he has questions. He doesn't have the answer. So he's going to look for the question, which a lot of times, you know, we need to do ourselves rather than assuming we have all the answers or pretending that we have the answers, but rather go, go seek, mm-hmm. ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and he does. <laughs> and now this also happens, right? Sometimes when, when we go to, to scripture to look for answers or to ask a question to God and say, okay, what's, what's going on? What do I need to do next? You know, how do I handle this situation? Maybe the answer we get back is not what we originally expected because just like you, you pointed out, Nicodemus was not expecting this response from Jesus to say, you must be born again. And he, to him, it was, a new concept, right? Like he couldn't fathom what Jesus was trying to say. But the the thing I, I love about it is it highlights the the newness, right? The newness of being a new creation as Paul writes about it. Uh being you know uh born again, it's you're you're a new creation. It, it's not your you know, yourself that has brought you to salvation, but rather when you're born of the spirit, now you are a new creation. You are something new, something different. It's not just yourself. You did nothing to, you know, to make that happen. Like it wasn't in your own effort. Um, And so you have that, that distinction there. And then Nicodemus's question in nine, how can this, how can this be? Um, and then Jesus goes into, you know, a a larger explanation there too. So before we get to like verse nine, um, Nicodemus has studied, I mean, if he's a Pharisee, he's, I mean, he can pretty much recite the Torah. Uh He can, he can recite the first five books of the Bible. Yeah. Um, and, and he's, he's studied the scriptures all his life and he is a teacher of Israel Mm -hmm. and he has read where the prophets said, I will take their heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. Okay. Well, that's being born again. Yeah. God's prophesying that. And now the, the way that happens is talking to Nicodemus. And he, the Valley of the Dry Bones, at where they skin forms on these bones and they stand up. Well, Nicodemus mm-hmm. has has read that numerous times, probably. Well, yeah. what what is that a foreshadow of? Being born again, being made new, mm-hmm. right? Which you can't do on your own. This is all God. Yep. Right. Uh, you can't even be born physically on your own. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's that's so one of the if, if we can't even if you can't even choose your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you how do you even choose God? That's yeah. a great question. Mm, yeah. You know, God, God knew you and knitted you together in your mother's womb. Yeah. Right. And then. As as the spirit blows like the wind, 
it, one day you hear the word of God and he wakes you up and you're like, Oh my gosh. Yep. And you yeah. believe it's the, it's the weirdest thing. It's the, the beauty within the sovereignty of God and his grace and mercy on those of us like who don't deserve it. Um, that's, that is one of the wonders of God's, you know, grace towards us is, uh, how much we don't deserve it. Right. Uh, but yet it's, it's offered to us and, you know, and you mentioned you don't have the, like physically, you don't choose to be born, right? Like you don't get to say, okay, I'm ready now. Like let's, let's do this thing. Um, but rather it's being born. Now you, you have life, you have this physical life and the same happens with the, the Holy spirit. When God opens your eyes and your ears and your heart to, to see, hear, and receive the word and the truth that is Christ Jesus. Now you're born again um, and you have that new creation or you are that new creation in that, in the Holy spirit. And when Nicodemus asks, he's saying, how can this, how can this be? And then in verse 10, Jesus says, you are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the son of man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Yep. So you, the conversation here between Nicodemus and Jesus is earthly things and heavenly things, earthly things and heavenly things. Okay. So mm -hmm. if your mindset is that if your foundation of, of the way you think is on earthly things, then you, you're, you're not going to understand heavenly things. Right. And he, he digs into the old Testament and this is, this story is in numbers and I'm pretty sure it's in numbers nine. Let me look real quick. So if you if you want to read this story, you can go. Oh, it's Numbers 21, chapter 21. So the story about the, the serpents in the wilderness and Moses lifting up the bronze serpent. So yeah. Nicodemus knows this story, right? And it's a it's a pretty interesting and weird story. Um, because of their disobedience, God sends snakes to, to start biting people. Like what? And people are dying. And Moses, like he just falls off his face and says, Hey, you know, forgive us. You know, what do we do? You know, and God, you know, God says, All right, um, I want you to 
um, make this bronze sta- uh, snake out of bronze. And I want you to put it on this pole. And I want you to lift it high in the air. And you tell everybody, you look at this and you're going to be okay. What? So you know, what, what we have is Jesus saying, this is what this story means. That, mm-hmm. I mean, even the, the conversation to Nicodemus goes from you must be born again to I need to die for that to happen. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Just because when I'm lifted up and he's talking about him dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And then, you know, this is what this is the context of John 3, 16. Mm-hmm. You know, so. When it says for God so loved the world, the, the word F-O-R, for, means that there was something before it, right? Like what? So what do you mean have eternal life? Well, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And a lot of people don't know a whole lot about the next verse because they just quote John three sixteen, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But the next yep. verse says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through mm-hmm. him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. Yeah. Uh, and and I think which there's a whole lot that we can talk about just in, you know, those those two or three verses there from 16 through 18. One of the things I've, I've always really liked. And I remember around the first time I had heard about the, the, uh, the bronze serpent on the, on the pole where Moses had, had uh, built it, it stuck it up for everybody to see, you know, and that, I remember kind of that first message where it was connected, you know, and it was taught that, well, this is like a reflection. This is a, a foreshadowing of Jesus and, and being the the sal- salvation for, you know, for all people. And um, that's always just really, you know, stood out to me. Um, and, and I always think back to, um, the example given, which was, you know, talking about the, the pastor who was preaching was talking about how people, you know, that would get bit and very likely would die if, if something and that their, you know, hope in that moment was to turn to this bronze serpent that was on top of this pole and to look you know, to look to it and how for us, you know, our salvation comes from Christ is explaining in this moment to Nicodemus that just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up. Moses put the snake up to save the people, right? So that from the death that they were, you know, facing, Jesus was lifted up so that we could be saved from the inevitable death that we face. 
from um yeah the, the 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 Moses didn't have like some kind of template to where he could just press out like pour some bronze into this little thing and press out a snake he had to fashion mm-hmm. this thing yeah and people are dying while he's doing this yeah you know and and <clears throat> it's all about God's time you know his time and you know, finally, the, the serpent was lifted up, finally. And people started to not die anymore. Yep. Yep. So, And then in verse 15, Jesus, you know, to that, it says that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. And this is <clears throat> because it, it's. I often forget myself that John 3.16 comes from this conversation with Nicodemus, right? Like, because if you don't read chapter 3, you rarely ever hear about verses 1 through 15 when you hear someone quote or talk about John 3.16. And so hearing the conversation, and then just like you mentioned, how 16 starts four. And points to that God loved the world so much that he was going to give one and only son. That he had already sent his son into the world. Um, And then going into verse 17 for God. This is one too that. uh, That's really important and I think should also be mentioned very consistently with verse 16 because so many people miss this part in verse 17 for God did not send his world to condemn the world but to save the world through him mm-hmm. because so many you know so many quote unquote Christians do much more condemning than they do pointing to Jesus as salvation mm-hmm. That's true. It's so when you look at like so the world might be saved, right? Mm-hmm. So that 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 means, I mean, Jesus is actually telling Nicodemus. And remember this this conversation; he's still talking to Nicodemus, right? Yeah. When you when you when you quote John three sixteen, it's it's a it's a it's words that were spoken to a Pharisee, right? Mm-hmm. So when he said the world, um. He was telling Nicodemus that, look, this isn't what I'm talking about. It's not exclusive to to Mm -hmm. Israel. It's not exclusive Mm -hmm. to the Jews. This is going to be available for the Gentiles as well, Mm -hmm. which was like unheard of at that time. Unheard of. Yep. And thankfully for us, that is the the truth, you know, is that it wasn't exclusive uh, just to Israel um, and that it it was also for us uh, as Gentiles, non-Jews. That's right. So he also, right before that, he says, uh, I didn't come to condemn the world. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, now that's that's uh, like to pick or choose uh, what's good or what's bad, like to um, or 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 reject to judge good or to judge bad, mm-hmm. to accept mm-hmm. or reject. Um, his his job was to speak what his father told him to speak and do what his father told him to do and be be killed Mm -hmm. Uh, you know to live to live in obedience and fulfill the law and to hang on a cross be buried and be raised again and now his words are used by the holy spirit to bring people come on yeah yep yeah there's there's so much so much there so much truth and just hope this uh, to those uh handful of verses there and then in verse 19 it goes on it says this is the verdict light has come into the world but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil everyone who does evil hates the light and will not light for fear that their deeds will be exposed but whoever lives by truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that, that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Yep. So the, you're looking at you're looking at two you're looking all the way back to the first part of the chapter. Born of water, born of spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can be taught to do good and give your money to good charities. You could be an honest person as best you can. Um, but going back to what Jesus told Nicodemus, unless you're born again, you won't even see the kingdom of God. Mm. Right. So if, if, if you're if you're not born again, if you're not God's, if you're not a child of, of the king, then you you are foundationally. In the darkness. And you immediately don't want to come into the light because you're going to be exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you know the analogy of when when uh, when the like, turn on the kitchen light, all the all the cockroaches they 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 scatter and go back under the fridge. You know, because nobody likes the light. The light it doesn't just listen. It doesn't just mean that everybody else can see who you are. It means that you, you are. And that is not pretty. You know? And if you, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, and if you've ever, you know, gone into a dark room where it's like pitch black and you flip the light on, sometimes it takes you a moment, right? There's that adjustment period. It's it's a little startling when the light is much brighter than what your eyes are, you know, ready to to experience. So the light is not just, you know, uh, it's one of those things where it, it could be a little shocking, right? When that when the light comes on. So it's not always just a a very smooth um type of thing and and some people some people don't like that right 
Some people don't want that. They'd rather flip the light switch back off and just settle for the darkness because they don't have to deal with it. Um, And that's, that's part of why I think so many people, you know, resist going to church and resist talking about Jesus because they don't want to have to deal with themselves and what, you know, what that reveals. So you remember the blind man that Jesus uh, touched his eyes. I think mm-hmm. he spit, spit on his hand and touched his eyes. He says, what do you see? He says, well, mm-hmm. I kind of see, I can see, but I can't see clearly. Like pe- people look like trees that are walking around. And then, yeah. then Jesus touches him again and he can see plainly. And even the guy who was blind since birth and Jesus made mud out of his spittle and put it in the guy's eyes. He didn't see right then. He said, go now go wash mm-hmm. and you'll be able to see. So I think what, what, we're, what you're talking about, Alex is that time frame. And, and look, if you're a believer and you're having a hard time understanding the words of Christ or the words of Paul or the words of Moses or anything like that in the Bible, Hey, it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in, in time you're gonna you're gonna start just don't give up just keep reading yeah in time you know you're gonna start understanding and you're gonna start seeing better and then you'll be able to see clearly and and that's the beauty of god's timing you know yeah yeah absolutely so that uh that leads us into our into our next section here um which is eight and trey remind me of the verses again so i can make sure i got this well the the highlight verses are going to be 42 through 47 but we probably need to add a little context to what that conversation's what's it about yeah so me uh so you know everybody go to john eight and um the the, the this chapter is about if Jesus is valid or not, right? If if, if, if what he's saying is valid because of who he is, mm-hmm. like who is this guy? And you know what what authority do you have? I mean, how, how is your you're the only guy talking, and we know by law that the testimony of two witnesses makes you valid. Mm-hmm. And Jesus goes, well, how about that? Um, you got mine and you got my father's. All right. Now that turns the conversation heavily. Because they know who is, I mean, they, they've been to the records. Look, the, the biggest census they ever took in, in the, the first century was at the time Jesus was born. They got records of where he was born, who his mom and dad are, and they know he's from Nazareth. Yeah. You know, and they said, man, we we know who your dad is and we know that you're illegitimate and we're not illegitimate because our father is Abraham. Mm. Right. Yeah. And. He says. uh, They ask him, this is verse 19, they ask him, where is your father? And this is a great question. And they're trying to set him up. Right. And this is what he says. Get this. 
you don't know me or my father. If you knew me, you'd know my father. <laughs> what? Oh, man. And that's one of those moments, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's one of those moments, too, I'm sure. Not expecting that response. You know, they were probably expecting him to, to say something that they could, as you said, that they could kind of, you know, trap him in and, and, and catch him in and be like, See, your father's no one special. Um, but then when he says, you do not know me or my father, and if you knew me, you would know uh, my father also, they're probably like, wait, what? We do know you. We know Yeah, who and you. we know who like, your dad is. You're talking to you. We, we know who your dad is, you know, and, and who your father and mother are. Like, we, we know you, but they're missing it because they don't truly know him. They know of him. Right. They know of Jesus, but they don't truly. Which is where a lot of a lot of people find themselves. You might know of Jesus, you might have heard about him, but do you really know him? Do you have that that personal relationship with him? Yeah. Um, so, so the context of this chapter is not only are there a lot of people hanging around listening to these words, but the interaction are the Jewish leaders. They're mm-hmm. the ones who aren't afraid to ask any questions. They're the ones that's trying to trap him. They're yep. the ones that's trying to seize him and put him under arrest and find a way to put him to death already. I mean, they're, they're already doing this. And Jesus looks at him. This is verse 21. Look, I'm going away. And you'll look for me. And you will die in your sin. <laughs> what? Mm. He says, where I go, you can't come. And this made the Jews ask, was he going to kill himself? Is that why he says, where I go, you can't come? But then he continued. Now, this goes with what he talked about with Nicodemus. You ready? Right. Yep. You are from below. I'm from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. If you don't believe that I am the one I claim to be, you will die in your sins. You understand? Just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent, so those who look to me will live forever. Mm -hmm. Right? So this is the same thing. If you don't believe that I am the one I claim to be, you will indeed die in your sins. And they say, well, hold on a second, man. Just who are you? Miss the next verse. Who are you? <laughs> Just what I've been claiming all along, he said. <laughs> you, you haven't been listening? I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is reliable that what I have heard from him, I tell the world. Like There's a lot of stuff that Jesus really wants to tell these guys, but he only speaks what the Father tells him to speak. Tremendous self-control. Yeah. Tremendous. Like, like he's the only one who could do that. I mean, I got spurts of that, but I'm not real good at it, all right? <laughs> Amen to that. So here, here it goes again. They did not understand. It's a biggie right there. Mm-hmm. That he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said, and here it is again. When you have lifted up the son of man, you will know who I am 
and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father taught me. Now, do you remember the, the Roman centurion who was at the foot of the cross and, and the eclipse happened and the earthquake happened? And he said, surely this yeah. was the son of God. Wow. Yeah. Um, 29. The one who has sent me is with me. He has not left me alone for I always mm -hmm. what pleases him. Even as he spoke, many put their faith in him. Come on. Yes. Right. So they're hearing yeah. like this is, this is the word in flesh mm. and they're hearing him speak mm. and people are, are around them are just God's touching them. Like, believe that, believe that, believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, in verse 27, when it talks about, they did not understand what he was telling them about his father. Like that's one of the things that is, probably one of like one of my you know greatest fears is not understanding something that the bible is is explaining right and that being because of my own like hard-heartedness or hard-headedness or just you know not willing to to listen um or not willing to understand because in, you know, in this moment, just like what you were saying, is they are actually listening to the word in flesh. And some of them are still not understanding because they are so hard hearted and they are so angry, right, towards who Jesus is because they are about religion and not about a relationship with God through Christ. Um, and so in this, it's, it's so awesome too that in verse 30, so in verse 27, it says, you know, they did not understand what he was telling them about his father. And then he explains more. And then in verse 30, it says, even as he spoke, many believed in him. Yep. That, that God is opening the of those who are around who are listening and that is an encouragement for you know for me for you for us as as our ministry um that god has allowed us to steward as our you know as being part of the church and don't don't give up and don't be discouraged in sharing the gospel just because maybe people aren't understanding yet they're struggling a little bit um there's they still have questions don't give up keep sharing the truth and the hope that is in christ because from verse 27 where it says they did not understand to verse 30 where it says many believed in him god can do miracles where we feel like okay there's no point but God can open eyes and ears and hearts to receive and believe in Christ Jesus if we are just obedient. That's where it takes us just being obedient and trusting God that, okay, he's going to do something. He can do more than I can. Let me just trust in him and keep being faithful and obedient to sharing the hope of Christ. That's true. Um, 
so we're, we're getting to kind of like the <clears throat> the main wow moment um so in verse 31 to the jews who had believed in him jesus said if you hold to my teaching you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free um a lot of people don't understand freedom is is with the truth mm-hmm. yep. right mm-hmm. and and they they go hand in hand yep and if, if you, you squash the truth, then not only are you limiting your freedom, but everybody else's. So the best thing to do is to tell the truth and hold to the truth. So they said to him, we are Abraham's descendants and we've never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? And Jesus said, I'll tell you the truth. This is this is huge. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Mm. All right. So that's, that's the first, that's being born of, of, of water. Yeah. You, you are a slave to sin because you are a sinner. Um, when you're born of the spirit, you are a sinner who has been set free and forgiven. Jesus replied, Oh, I'm sorry. A slave has no permanent place in the family for a son belongs to it forever but if the son sets you free you will be free indeed and i know that you're abraham's descendants that's from below right the bloodline yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word Mm. i am telling you what i've seen in my father's presence and you do what you have heard from your father now that's going to get mean. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And they say, well, look, Abraham is our father. Like, uh, I know who my daddy is. You don't know who your daddy is. Yeah. He says, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the things that Abraham did. And you know what Abraham did? He believed. Mm. As it is, you are determined to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God and Abraham did not do such things and you were doing the things that your father does. And they say, we're not illegitimate children. The the only father we have is God himself. All right, here we go. So Jesus is going to lay it out for them. If God were your father, you would love me for I came from God and am now here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. Let me read that again. Why is my language not clear to you? He's not talking about they can understand because he's talking Greek. Right. Right. <laughs> they under, they can hear his words, but they can't process the words. Yep. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Bam. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you don't hear is that you don't 
belong to God. Mm. What? Mm. I mean, he's talking to the he's talking to the teachers of Israel, Alex. Yeah. yeah. And he not only did he just just not tell them, look, you're not born from above. You're still yeah. a slave to sin. You still want to carry out the 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 enemy's uh, plan to kill me. But I'm telling you the truth, but you don't believe me. Why yeah. Why don't you believe me? Why don't, can't you understand what, what I say? Because you're not God's. Because mm. you don't belong to him. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, that, that, not good. only is that audacious, <clears throat> and, but it's, it's, it's true and it's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's where, that's where a lot of people, I think, you know, even today, there's there's many in church, like that attend church that are maybe heavily involved in church that could fall into that same bucket because they are more focused on the religion and the religious side of of things rather than on who Jesus truly is. Yep, and for you know for jesus to say this to this crowd like these were the these were the the teachers right like equivalent to our pastors these were the people who the deacons you know the ones who were supposed to be leaders of israel and jesus is saying these things to them um i mean for them it was it was either there are basically two responses uh, that the crowd would have likely had. One was anger and frustration, right? That Jesus would say those things to them. Yep. The other was eye-opening that Jesus had just revealed to them the truth, that they had not been connected to God the Father, that they thought they were, but they were not. And that is that is generally what happens today. And that's what we, that's the hard part of the gospel, right? Is that it reveals to us our faults, our problems, our sin, which has separated us from God. Yes. And as hard and difficult as that is to, of a pill to swallow sometimes, thank the Lord above that he loves us enough to open our eyes to that reality that we are born sinful we are separated from god and that it is only through jesus that we can have salvation that as jesus was speaking to nicodemus that only through christ can we be born again born from above and that is not of our own effort that is not of our good deeds our hard work our you know, kindness towards others, that is by the grace and mercy of God the Father. And that he sent his son into this world, as we read in in John chapter three, not to condemn it, but to save it by him going to the cross. And then on the third day, rising and defeating sin and death. That is the beauty of the gospel. And that is what we have to have our eyes open to and our ears open to and our hearts open to so that we can 
believe it and receive it. Yep. Otherwise, we are hard-hearted, and as many of the Pharisees, we don't understand. Doesn't make yep. sense. So, so kind of to, to wrap this up, um, you, you said something a minute ago that struck me. Um, we can't do it on our own. Um, we we can't we can't find God on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be born again. And and what does that mean? Well, that's hard to explain. It's like the wind blows. You don't know where it's where it came from. You don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. It, it it is it, mm-hmm. it exists you know there you go. people are born yeah. again every day um because they hear god's word um so one of the one one story one <laughs> wow moment that just blew me away uh is in luke 23 and they're hanging on the cross there are two thieves on the outside of him he's in the middle and one of the criminals this is verse 39 one of the criminals who was was hanged uh next to him said are you not the christ save yourself and us but the other rebuked him saying do you not fear god since you're under the same sentence of condemnation and we need indeed and we indeed justly for we are Mm -hmm. receiving our due reward for our deeds but this man has done nothing and he looks at jesus he says jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom and Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Mm. Now, the, first of all, when the guy says, remember me when you come into your kingdom, he is acknowledging who Jesus is and he believes who Jesus is. And Jesus sees that he sees the faith. And he mm. says, today, you're, you're, you're going to be with me in paradise. In other words, you're going to live forever. You're going to live forever. Now, this instance in Scripture flies in the face of a lot of different denominational teachings. Like, this guy didn't say the sinner's prayer. This guy didn't get on his knees and fold his hands and and bow before the king. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy didn't, you know, his salvation uh, wasn't verified with the evidence of speaking in tongues and getting slain in the spirit. This guy wasn't baptized. I mean, I can go on. Yeah. Right. This yeah. this guy, uh, he wasn't a Catholic. He wasn't a Methodist. He wasn't a Baptist. He wasn't Episcopalian. He he's a guy that believed. Yeah. And he was set free, even though he was nailed to a cross. Come on. Come on. So, you know, when 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 you look and believe, you'll be set free. Amen. Oh, yes. Yep. <clears throat> and that's the man that it blows my mind the the beauty in the connection of scripture because what happened in John chapter three 
the conversation that Jesus was having with the Pharisees in John chapter eight, and then what's recorded here in Luke 23 and how it all connects together and how it all points back to Jesus. Um, and, and that's the, I, to me, that's one of the things I love so much about um, the, the story and the symbolism that comes from the, the serpent on the stick and, and on the pole that Moses puts up is because it's about us looking to Jesus. It's about us looking to him, not to ourselves, not to our own abilities. The people that were being bitten by those snakes, they were dying because they could not save themselves. Yep. But when Moses put the serpent on the pole, they could look to it for salvation. For those of us in this world, we are born into sin and therefore destined for death because that's what sin leads to. But yet God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus, and that Jesus would be lifted on the cross so that we could in turn look to him who paid our price, who was our sacrifice on that cross. Yep. And then had the power and the authority and ability to raise from the dead three days later that we may have hope in him, that we may have life in him. I, he has done not what we've done, but what he has done alone. We can look to him and we have salvation in him. That is, man, that is beautiful. It and is beautiful. You can't better. Well, it's beautiful because me and you didn't think of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. It's beautiful because this is God's plan. Uh, yeah. It's his plan. Yeah. He's in charge of it. And if you, as a listener, have heard from him today, or if you have questions about anything we've talked about, or if you have any comments about anything we've talked about, um, Alex, how can they get in touch with us? Yeah, if that's you and you want to reach out to us, you can connect with us by email at info at hoperisingministries.cc. Or if you're on Facebook, you can uh, connect with us at hoperisingministries.sc. Send us a message, leave us a comment or something. We'd love to hear from you and, uh, and and answer any questions you might have, as well as, you know, just to, to pray with you, pray for you, uh, and just be there to serve you in whatever way that we that we can. Yep, amen. But thank you all so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the uh, the time today and and hanging out with us. We pray that God has uh, has blessed you, as as I know He has myself and given some encouragement through the conversation today. So uh, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for the time, Trey. Appreciate it. Thank you, um, as always. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. All Peace right, out, well, people. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great week, and we'll catch you again next time. God bless. God bless.